Hello and welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. I'm your host today. I'm joined by my uh, compatriots, Joshua there and it is. Ray. <laughs> there it is. How are you? to that. But we're back. No warning that it was starting, and then he fucked it up. Oh come on. No, you did well. It I'm like four beers deep. Okay, give me a break here. Come on. Yeah, I don't know what the... Uh, you guys might have a problem. It's like, the other day, Josh is like, I'm accidentally drunk. And I'm like, it's Wednesday in the afternoon. <laughs> you see, it's fine because we just recorded I think, the... I think a picture of the shrugging emoji should pop up right now. It's in the face that I'm making. Like, oops. Yeah. We just record. <laughs> we recorded the mother of all Battlegrounds videos. So it's it's a great... It's going to be... It's going to be fine. I wouldn't worry about so it. So those much. of you watching the Battlegrounds video, we apologize. Saw the Battlegrounds video. This is the podcast we were talking about. Right we apologize here, right now. for nothing. I apologize for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen, it's been a minute. It's we, been. Uh, a minute. Life has been busy, it's, but it's been a mix of a. We're all busy, and b. Like stuff's been happening, but not really. Like, it's been trickling here and there since E3, but nothing too, too True. major. We're, we are kind of in the post-news. Po not post-news. That's... Oh, God. Uh, not We're not there yet. Um, news still happens. Uh, we're still... In the I feel like there was one major event that happened, and we're like, oh, my God, we got a podcast, and then oh. our schedules didn't work out, and now I don't remember what that was. I know what it is. Oh, uh, the SNES Mini. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, that uh, thing is weird let, as hell. Let's lead into that. No, 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 no. That's like the biggest news of like the last two months. Let's just lead right into that. Nintendo came out of nowhere and they gave us exactly what I personally was asking for. Not the mini NES because fuck you, Balloon Fire for two bucks. Um, <laughs> mini SNES for 80 bucks. Now, I'm excited. I am waiting for the ability to pre-order it. And I have much trepidations into if I actually can. Because UK has already run out of pre-orders in 12 hours when they made it available. So I'm scared. Do we want to talk yeah. about, the, do we want to talk about uh, the very reality that... I'm guessing everyone that's talking right now wants one. But there is a very strong reality that no one that's talking or possibly even listening can get one. Yeah, that'll be the kind of big question is whether well, or not well, it'll have the same kind of um, availability problems of the original, uh, of the, uh, not the original, but the mini nests last year. Um, I guess some of the titles, I think that were, I think that like the lineup of titles is pretty sweet. Like it's got, oh, it's, so good. it's got like Super Mario World, it's got Link to the Past, it's got things like Secret of Man on there, it's got Earthbound, which is, Pretty like a, it, as far as I know, that's a pretty hard cartridge to find. Super Metroid. Uh, some Josh, other bad no game that Josh Superman. is talking about that's not as good as Sonic. Um, <laughs> like, and if, if uh, I get, if I can manage to pick up one of these, like it might force me to get an HDMI like capture card for my PC so I can play and stream and capture video and whatnot on this thing. Like that might make me purchase. An additional like hundred dollar piece of equipment. Yeah, Mike, you I think do the me a um, favor and go through all the games that are listed on there. Like I, go ahead. 
No, I was asking um if it's you have Super it up. Mario F Zero, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Street Fighter Two, Super I think, uh, Super Punch Out, Castlevania Three, Donkey Kong, Metroid, Metroid Man, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, Final Fantasy Three, Kirby's Dream, Kirby Superstar is so good. That's a great game. Of course, Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario RPG, Contra Three. Secret of Mana, Earthbound, and one of my favorites, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, as well as the unreleased Star Fox 2. Okay, first of all, it's Castlevania 4, not 3. Second of all... Is it? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at, like, a picture of the back of the box on Amazon, and it's about, like, this big, so I did the best I could. Okay, that, that's fair. But, yeah, it's a Super Castlevania 4. But, yeah, that I think the, kind of the biggest news about that is that Star Fox 2... <laughs> is like I mean cuz you know for those who might not know that was a game that was never released like it just went from Star Fox and, and like you can find Star Fox 2 like weird hacks and like partial completed like, versions of like, it dumped out there but it's it like It sounds like that game was 99% done and there are rom dumps of like and some of the early release builds that went out to reviewers mm-hmm. and media outlets and then some really close to final builds out there in the wild. <clears throat> but because of the lateness of Star Fox in general and it butting up with the release of the Nintendo 64, and they the decided not to compete. Yeah, they decided not to compete. They decided not to compete with the new polygonal era and just not release the game. So it's kind of been sitting in the Nintendo vault for the last 20 years or so, and they're going to release it. I am so, gives... I was so fucking excited when I saw that. I said, this is an insta-buy. I couldn't I believe that. it. <laughs> the, it, the it, is, prob- it is a dream come true for me. Yes. The problem I have is I, I hope that they do one of two things. They either make enough so that we don't have to the people of out there who want this don't have to buy it for three hundred dollars yeah because honestly eighty dollars is actually a pretty reasonable price if you think about how much carts at the time of this nest cost with the super fx chip that was around 80 bucks at the time Mm -hmm. so you know that's fine new game Oh, and it's compatible. It comes with two controllers. Not like the NES yes. Classic Mini, which came with one two-foot-long wire piece-of-shit controller. It actually comes with two Classic-made, I think they're six-foot-long cables. Yes. I haven't been able to confirm. Five. Five-foot-long? That's five. fine. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Super Nintendo controllers. This is nostalgia in a box, and Josh is absolutely right, and Mike is absolutely right. Uh... There's, I want this so bad, but Nintendo only shipped 200,000 units to North America of the NES Mini Classic. And Reggie Fizeme said, we've heard your concerns and we're going to up our production We've units. added 10 additional units to our... <laughs> <laughs> and we feel that this will satisfy gamers in the way that they've been expecting. I think there are like 200,000 people in just my area in San Francisco that wanted the NES Classic Mini. 
let alone 200,000 all of fucking North America region. So, what is their up to number they're claiming? 400,000? Literally anyone over the age of 20 wants this thing. So why hold back, you know? That's my real concern. Yeah, that'll be the... I'm also curious as to what... Here's my big concern. What happened with Star Fox 2? Does it live solely on the SNES Mini? Do they have plans to eventually release it on the Switch? How long will it take for them to put it on the Switch? How much does it cost? How many Game of the Year awards does it win? Because it's technically a new game to come out. Holy shit. You know? That's true. But like... You heard it here first. (laughs) Well, it's time to be alive. (laughs) I want this box because I have way more affinity for the SNES than I do for the... NES. That's just the console that I grew up with. I mean, Super Metroid is my game. Like, that's my fucking game. Mm -hmm. A lot of these games are also games that I grew up with, and Star Fox 2 is a game that I have been waiting to play since I was a child. So they either need to have enough of these, like I'm talking at least one million units. Like, there's no way. Minimum. Minimum yeah. one mil. I mean, that's going to be the the thing is just whether or not we... Whether... We also need a clear... We need a clear plan on what happens to Star Fox 2 if it lives on this box solely or if there's something else that happens for it and how much do they release yeah. it for? Because on if you look Josh, at the price per game breakdown... right now. You're talking about too many smart decisions in one year, okay? That's too much question because I mean, like, if there's like a virtual console that happens for the Switch, like, you know, you know, you can get Super Mario World on there because Super Mario World fucking rocks. But um, Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Star Fox Two go on there? Like, it's like that. That's and how much do they sell it for? Good question, Josh. I like that. Because it's one thing, because, you know, if you do the price per game breakdown, it's like 3 to $5. I can't remember. Somebody it's did 3 30 It's $3.30. Yeah, 3 30 a game. But, like, if they put it up on the virtual console for $10, like... Boy. Which Again, I'm... you're talking about way too many smart decisions here. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down, folks. So, hopefully... Real, real lap We didn't even talk okay. about the Ray, Ray. Ray. Right here, here's the plan. Because here's what I guarantee you hasn't happened. Nobody at Nintendo has thought about this yet. So, put some Nintendo footage on this video so it gets flagged, so somebody at Nintendo has to watch it, and then they can think about it and oh, be like, oh, we should probably talk about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I know that they joke about people playing, like, fourth dimensional chess, but, like, yo, that's actually fourth dimensional. <laughs> you see, and then they'll, then they'll listen to this part and be like, "Oh, we should just ignore these dicks. They don't know what they're doing." And then Wait, our, our plan will be full. But it was for a brief, beautiful moment. Yes. It, we really had something special there. They're, they're already making money off of us with three different videos. We're already a cash cap for them. Nice. Twenty percent you know of our what? revenue. I'm willing. Them. I'm willing to give them the money from this video if it means that there is a clear plan for Star Fox Two, and or they make enough mini SNESs for the people that want them, so we don't have to buy them from scalpers for three hundred dollars. We've I'm heard not buying one. It, Sorry, this is this is Mike Fizeme. We have heard your demands. We have made an additional 
300,000 mini SNES amiibos. We know it's what the people <laughs> want. And we are, and they will be coming to North America over the next eight and a half months. It was like that pregnant pause. Mini SNES amiibos. You're like, no, don't do it. That's, we, don't do you it. know, we, we talked to our true, our, our, our deep, our most passionate fans. And that is what they really want is more amiibo. And that's what we're going to give them. You know, I'm going to back up for a second and I'm going to get like a little bit more, I guess, positive for a minute. In 2017, as much as I like to shit on them, except for the online feature of Switch, Nintendo has been doing me right. The Switch is great. That last Zelda game was one of the best video game experiences I've had in a long time. This mini SNES... Not a single game on here sucks. There's, there, none of these are bad. These are these are genre defining games that are coming on here for eighty bucks. The mini, the new 2DS hardware is good, and it comes with an AC adapter, and it's released cheaper, fifty bucks cheaper than the uh, new 3DS hardware. Still, as much as I love, and trust me, I take passion in it to shit on Nintendo. Um. If I could Courageous. buy this mini, if I could buy this mini SNES at a reasonable price, I I I think Nintendo had a good 2017. Well, oh, and they announced two Metroid games. Fucking hell, they announced two fucking Metroid Man, games. Running up the scoreboard. <laughs> but but you can play Bubsy in well, 4K. You know, me, me Stop it. Like, 4K Bubsy. Look at buy an Xbox. Here's the way. Like I think about like when I'm thinking about the fall. From like September to Christmas, and thinking about my game budget, thinking about things like uh, you know, I only have so much money. I have a kid now. I can only She's buy five copies. Five copies of Destiny Two. Yeah, if I want to get into Destiny Two, if I want to buy, you know, play Metroid: Samus Returns, I have to buy a 3DS or 2DS of some kind. Project Cars Two is coming out. Wolfenstein. There's a lot of shit coming real soon. I'm thinking like. The first thing I have to buy, the only thing I buy day of, is the mini SNES. That's everything else in my mind can wait. That is one thing I'm like, I need a pre-order. I need to get into a line. I will take a day off of work to go wait in a line to make sure I get one. Nintendo, please just fucking make enough. Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question. And I don't know. I don't think we said this. Is they are only making it through this year they are going to sell it from i mean it sounds like september to december so that is such bullshit man. too that's a bummer come on just i I, can't, I guess the thinking is you don't want to have something that is an indirect competition with switch because if you have this console at home and you have someone that doesn't give a fuck about new video game consoles and you have Switch, which also has downloadable games and maybe, as Mike said, a virtual console, then it's a direct competitor. And then, like, we'll do the, we'll, we'll throw you a bone for four months and then fuck it all. It's out in the free market. I, I don't buy that, though, because the person who's going to buy a retro machine mm-hmm. that has a bunch of games packed in. If that's the only thing they're interested in, there's nothing that is going to push them to say, no, you know what? Instead, I'm going to spend $300 to buy a Switch. Like, those are. No, no, I'm not saying it's a sound argument. I'm going like high level marketing slash corporate decision argument for why you want to sell this. You're talking high level delusional Nintendo shit. 
Shocking that that could happen. Yeah, I, you know, I just... I want to believe that Nintendo has learned. I want to believe I that... I believe. <laughs> that through the, the mini NES debacle, through the Switch production, that they have learned how to put their pipeline together better, that they have managed the supply chain well enough to think ahead, to realize that they are not going to have a warehouse full of these products left, that if they make a million units, or even if they put together 300 to 400,000 at the launch day and say, we've got another 600,000 for the rest of the year, that there will be a market for it and that if they put them on the shelves, people will buy them. And to just not let... I, I know I keep saying it, but just don't let the scalpers get them. So I guess the problem that they would have is... I, I've remember this uh, argument before, and Mike brought it up, but it's not the first time I've heard it. It's um, Nintendo is afraid, or their investors are afraid, of having, having a warehouse full of item. And let's be honest here. This thing is selling for 80 bucks. Probably ten to make. You maybe. Yeah. I'm being overtly generous. It's here. like it, it, that. That's it's ROMs. It's a bunch of fucking thirty year old ROMs. The most important, the most expensive thing on this is not the hardware. It is maybe the license for some of like the Capcom games. The sec, you know, mm -hmm. the things that they don't directly own. That's probably the most expensive part of any of this. It's Probably. not the production of the units. Like, that stuff is cheap. You can get a Raspberry Pi for cheap. You can mold plastic for cheap. It's it's the, the licensing rights. Yeah, and that's kind of... Um... Yeah, it, it's I mean, it's like it, I think that was kind of an excuse before. I mean, not that I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe Nintendo. I'm so disappointed in Nintendo. If they... You know, kind of shortchange this one, but it's, it's like it's gonna. It would feel like really like you guys saw like you knew you knew how popular this was gonna be, and like what's the reason for the scarcity? Like, it, it, at a yeah, certain point, I, it just doesn't make sense when they know when they have ample knowledge of how popular this is going to be. Like they they know like, and they've also to, announced this with enough distance to really get that hype build they've got this product that people have been clamoring mm -hmm. for for years in Star Fox 2 I gave them a pass for the mini NES yes you did <laughs> I did you certainly because did. There were, there, they weren't the only company struggling with electronic supply chain RAM prices were fucking through the roof you know, they had the Switch that was coming out. They had the new 2DS coming out. They had a lot of stuff in the pipeline. They needed to switch their manufacturing partners over to the new stuff. Hope, fingers crossed, hoping that they were getting the people making the Mini NES to convert to the Mini SNES so that they could make enough. Like, But if they fuck this one up, I can't give them a pass like I did for that one. Because they have fewer excuses because... The Switch production is, you know, the Switch is out, and yeah, they're in full ramp up for that, so they're not taking any production lines offline to make this that were previously making. Like, that's not how it, that's not how it's happening. So, they don't have the same excuses if they fuck this one up. 
I never bought the production line excuse ever. I just think like it's Nintendo playing false scarcity because this is a company that's known to play the false scarcity game with and, Amiibos. And I, if if every other electronics manufacturer during that holiday season wasn't also struggling to get products on the shelf, I would agree with you. But literally every other electronics manufacturer was struggling to keep their products available because of supply supply chain constraints. So I give them a slight pass there. I'm not saying that they probably could have done something to maybe mitigate that or to put more units on shelves. But I will say there were legitimate electronics supply chain constraints last year that were prohibiting manufacturers from keeping adequate supply on shelves. Maybe. I don't know. You know, none of us, unfortunately, unfortunately, work for Nintendo, so we're kind of yep. just spitballing. Okay, yep. hold on. Again. I'm bringing it up again because I keep looking at it and I'm like, man, Star Fox 2. Fucking... The dream is alive again. That's so crazy. Well, you know, it, it is uh, fucking nuts. It is. And I, I will say my last thing, I'm very curious because I want to see what they've done because I've seen people playing the ROMs that have been out there previously. I haven't seen all of it, but, you know, there's some crazy shit that happens in Star Fox 2 with, like, some, like, um, roguelike-esque elements with, like, randomly generated levels and stuff like that. But, like, I want to really? know what... Yeah, I want to see the difference in what were the, like, review builds and stuff that's out there versus, like, this final build. Like, what did they do to it to, like, polish it up and get it out there? And what what is the final release product versus what we saw, you know, that's been out there for a while. But I think we spent enough time talking about the mini SNES. I think we've got to talk about something else. Well, uh, so we've been out of the game for one reason or another for a month. I've been traveling. Josh is busy. Mike is busy. We're all just busy. Everyone's busy. All right. It's like uh, I got a kid or something. So I know. Yeah, yeah right. Weird. Right. Um, well, um, I guess. Uh, so I want to ask. My, uh, wait, I want to My particular job, the summer is my busy time. So. I want to ask Mike. Mike, what video games are you playing? What have you been playing? Um, you know, I don't, I haven't been playing anything, I guess, that I, uh, well, I, um, I mean, I've been playing a little bit more Injustice 2. I still like that game a lot. It's, like I mentioned before, it's a fighting game that, like, makes it approachable and, like, gets, it's approachable in a way that I can do, do the mechanical parts of it and understand, like, why I'm losing fights not because of, like, I failed to mechanically do something, but because of, oh, I just had a bad strategy, which feels really fun. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I'm just doing more stuff with that, which is fun. Um, playing some, playing some, uh, you know, been playing some more Overwatch. I guess kind of small news item, Doomfist is happening. Uh, I messed around with him a bit on yeah. the, like the practice server. He seems like a really weird. It's like they took like a Tekken character and just like copy pasted him into Overwatch. And it's that really, sounds hot. It's really weird, but he's pretty cool. Is it kind of like a demo night? Mike, Mike, like from Mike, TF2. Mike, Mike, Mike. That's great and all. I'm I'm really happy Doomfist is coming out. But when 
Are they gonna fucking just announce Sombra? Oh I my knew God. it. I'm oh sick of the ARG. God, yeah, look damn for it, Doomfist. Josh. Look, look for Sombra clues in this Doomfish trailer. Are they look for him. Well, maybe someday. Um, let's see. What else have I been? Uh, I guess just the last item here. I or the second to last item. I I finished. I finally finished near Automata. Um, I'm gonna. It, I want to play that game like, so bad. Like we don't really have, you know, bloodthirsty game of the year debates. I don't know if that's something we should start doing or not. Um, because uh, we just like to have our own top fives and then have it be more of a discussion. But if we had to have fight a fight year. about uh, the game of the year, near Automata, I think would be one of the like my pet game that I just like, no, this like, you don't understand if you like, if don't you haven't me, played this Steam game, sale, so you I'm, just I'm don't understand. Like, yes, I well, know it needs, a P- I know it needs a PC patch. I, I know it. Needs- let's, Does it? let's, let's agree right now to do the fight so that I can buy it on steam. Yes. And then completely shit on you because the game is so buggy and broken on no. PC and no. they have yet to release a single patch and be like, no, fuck you. This game is actually the worst game of 2017. That's I just bought it on steam. So I, I feel like I just got the shit into the stick. You guys tell me you fucked up. Patched. Apparently, well, <laughs> just, I, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I just know that I think this game talks about things that a lot of other games try to do or a lot. of I think honestly, just a lot of other media tries to do and like it like kind of like other games and movies and stuff like take like, oh, what does it mean to be human? And like just in, in answer that question in just the most boring way possible. And near does some. So, Nier approaches that question in really interesting ways and does some really interesting things in the story that m- keep it... Oh, man, it's just... It really just... It, it. I haven't really... I don't think I've played anything else like it before. I mean, it really is... It's really special. Like, I, I picked I'm it up actually on the, interested uh, in Injustice 2. Um, i not very good at fighting games, but... I just, some of you, you guys may have saw me share this on Facebook, but the uh, Extra Credits crew did a video on it talking about a particular scene and, and, a, and a topic that they tackle, talking about trauma and traumatic and abusive relationships that, the, you know, a game from the studio that makes Mortal Kombat in a DC fighting game tackles surprisingly well i i think i probably can guess what they're i I don't i don't want to give it away i guess but i can probably guess what they're talking about um and yeah like is it was it in the story yes it's in the story yeah it involves harley quinn yes harley quinn and joker i mean that's been a topic that's been tackled in the comics for like years now i mean it's like that that that's one of the reasons like jumping back to injustice like that's one of the reasons why I, i like that game so much it's just not only is like am I, is the fighting so approachable for someone like like you know who's I guess only other real serious fighting game experience is like Smash Bros, um, but just the story it's like a good like kind of Justice League style story mode with all these characters where they have like good treatments and they do interesting things with them, um, 
and and that's what that's a, one of the things that they explore and that is is pretty well done and it, it just adds all they just add a lot of like flavor that is just really yeah, cool the, the more i hear about the story the more i'm like man i need to find a way to at least experience the full story mode of the game you know i may not be super great at fighting games i may not necessarily find it the most mechanically the, the most mechanically like the game i'm looking for or the game i would play a lot but the things that the game tackles and does and the way it frames certain characters sounds very intriguing to me yeah um in a way that i would really like to experience in some way yeah. at some it's point it's like a like um especially i mean not lo- not looking to not looking forward to it too much but like especially compared to the some of the the, the cutscenes i've seen from marvel versus capcom infinite like the the stuff from injustice 2 is just on a completely different level it is so good like i mean and especially cuz like i mentioned before like just the, the voice talent alone that they pull in that game is nuts like you get like kevin conroy who's been batman since like the animated series um mm-hmm. i mean you get guys like like people like phil lamar um uh what's his name uh he Is was Tom daily superman uh yeah the guy um who was superman from uh the anime series you have alan uh Tudyk, uh who is like from you know he's from firefly he's, he's from green firefly. arrow i mean it, it cool. is a absolutely stacked voice cast and that just makes all the story stuff better and i mean honestly like i'm i i don't think it's a, it would be a surprise at all if like there's a super cut of all the cutscenes on YouTube or something. If that's something you wanted to look at, honestly, like, not to not not to not encourage you to buy this game that I think deserves that is a really great game and is really fun. But I think if you just wanted like a little taste of like what the story mode is kind of like, like check out a little a, a couple of the first little minutes of the cutscenes of that story because it's it's really it's a really good like just DC comic story. It's really fun. Um, mm-hmm. So in addition to that and then Nier, which we I if someone else ever plays Nier, we need to we need to talk about that game. Um, um I'm I I am i am going to play it. It's sitting in my Steam library and downloaded on my PC. Boy yes. Um but then other than that, I've just been besides Overwatch, um I've been playing some Battlegrounds and Oh, we'll get to that, because I think that's on everyone's list. Before you get to that, let's let's go to Josh next. Then we can we can have the battleground ten minute talk. Josh, um, what are you playing? You know, it's I have been just so busy that I really have not played much more than uh, Overwatch and Player Knowns Battlegrounds during this uh, last couple weeks. Just that's been about it for me. Hey, look at me! I've been playing. Uh, player unknown battleground because i've been i've actually been taking like a small break from a lot of the heavier games so in my entertainment center i bought metro prime 3 because i never beat it even though i had josh's copy for like a month i just was so metroid burned out at that i know there was a period in time where i was so doused in metroid games i actually got a little burnt out on the series now you've we've been walking through this desert 
Um, I have Metro Prime 3 sitting in my living room. I have Kingdom Hearts 2.58, 2.8, whatever. The one that has Birth by Sleep on it. Needs more fractions. Three three six five. Kingdom days Hearts over two. eighty two over ninety seven over twenty nine hundred over thirteen million over fifty nine hundred over. We live in the world where Kingdom Hearts three five alpha. six days over two is a HD title. remix. Uh, on the plane to and from Russia, I was playing a shitload of Mario Kart, and uh, let me tell you how much I appreciate Switch that I can play some Mario Kart on a goddamn plane, and it looks just great, and it runs great, and it's fun. Um. All right, so I've been playing Player Unknown Battleground a shitload, a lot. I have too many hours on that game, gentlemen. Let's talk about this game that has revolutionized the way we think about video games. That's a good fucking video. Game. That's that's a fun game. Yeah, it, it's it's jank, but it's fun. It, it, it still doesn't work, run well. Anyone gotten a chicken dinner? Yes, Josh and I have gotten a yeah. chicken dinner before. Nice. Nice. I have yet to get one solo. I've I have come as high as four. Yeah. But I have not gotten a solo chicken dinner. But yes, Mike and I have gotten a chicken dinner together. I got second place last week, and I've only gotten a chicken dinner once, uh, in, in a duo mat in, in a duo game. But uh, that game is fun, and they added the Glock, which I have. Every time I pick up the Glock. And I put that some bitch on full auto. I never run into anyone, or they gank me and then they tank my Glock. I have yet to be able to open up on someone with it. And I have discovered the, uh, in my opinion, the most beautiful weapon in the game. I call her Betsy, and it is the double barrel shotgun. Yes, my man. <laughs> that thing does not care how much armor you're wearing. If you're in 50 meters away and you're within sights, you're a dead man or woman, or it doesn't matter. Whatever. And it just punches through doors, too. So if you're doing, like, a room-clearing thing... Mm. Mm. Yeah, man, that game... I think... I don't know what it is about that game. I think it's just, like, the... It's just, like, the encounters are just so high... Uh, just the stakes are just, like, unmatched by any other game. Like, I mean, just the... I don't know. It, it's a lot of... A lot of different things go into it. Where like, I mean, it's, like, the stakes of, like... Having built up like you know a, a character over a whole game, it's I think it's the sound. It, that's the thing that really does it for me. It's just like because it's like you hear the bullets cracking off in the distance, and it, it tells like such a story to me. And yeah, it's like, yeah. oh man, there's some stuff going down there, and then all of a sudden you hear a car roll up, and you're like, oh boy, this is man. I just, <laughs> Like and just like you get the corners of the room, you set everything to full auto, and you're like, when they come in the door, unleash hell. And mm, the game's good. Yeah, I have actually kind of been trying to adjust my strategy, especially when I play on my own, to try and better my odds at surviving. And sometimes that includes. Looking for a fight, trying mm -hmm. to find conflict because you know that there's a good chance that you're going to run up on somebody who is either looting a dead body, completely depleted, or doing some other action after that fight and not necessarily expecting somebody to run up on them. So you can kill them, loot their shit, get some healing items, get some more ammo and whatnot, and then move on. 
So I, I've actually found myself trying to seek out gunshots that are close to me. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that. Me and my uh, me and my duo team, my friend Alan, when we hear shots in the distance and it's like a hundred meters away, we'll say, "Fuck it, yeah, let's let's go fuck those guys up." Because we might be low on equipment, but the best way to get some good equipment is to wait till after a firefight dies down and then mop up. I'm just thinking, is there like any competition for this game right now? Because I don't know if you guys know this, but this is now the most streamed game on Twitch. It does not surprise me, but I think I think I've seen a couple like events for it. Um, there are games that are single player, story driven games, games that I love, games that I really want to finish, games that I want to experience more, and. In the last couple days where I have found myself with a little more free time, time by myself, time that I can game, I find myself playing PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Yeah. I, I might play after we're done recording. I'm not going to be honest. That's a good idea. That's a good, That's a good idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, this, idea. yeah and, and it sounds like based on just some of the notes that they have, I mean, they're working on new maps, they're adding new modes, they're adding new, like, kind of movement style like movement features and stuff like that so they're adding enough to they're adding a lot to that game but i mean the just buying in now it's just like there's just something there's nothing quite like the tension when it when you're doing like when that circle just starts shrinking and shrinking and you it's like there's there's you know 25 there's still 25 people and you this you know the area is not that big yeah, <laughs> and it, it it just like your heart just gets really racing, and it's it's not long enough. Like the match, they they really uh, the length of the match is perfect. Like it's not long. It's not like you're playing an hour and a half of Dota or something, where it just feels like you're just wasted like that much time. Like even if I lose, even if I lose at like you know top five, for example, if I get killed in top five, I'm like damn. I'm really mad I didn't win that, but I'm not like, I don't feel like my time was wasted. Like I, it feels like it was like just the journey to being top five is so like, it's so rewarding intense in and of itself that it's just like, even if I don't get the winner, winner, chicken dinner that time, it's still just, Oh man, that game is so damn good. What do you guys think about the first person server uh, that they were thinking about releasing? I that saw that. Weird. I think I don't know that I would necessarily play that, but I can see why some players might want that because in third person there are some inherent um, advantages and uh, ambushes that can be placed, and putting it in first person definitely reduces some of those or gives a much more level playing field relying a lot more on audio cues and and things of that nature but um i think it's good that it exists for the players that want it but it is not something i think i will spend much time on yeah i have the same thoughts when i heard about it i thought as a soap fan <laughs> when i <laughs> when i heard about it i thought i want nothing to do with the first person server because the only time I go into first-person mode is for a more refined shot. And even then, it's it's not much. I, most of my kills have come in third-person mode. Why are you giving everyone the finger, my man? 
Well, I was doing this for Mike, but he's fucking playing Clash of Clans right now. Are you are you playing Clash of Clans? I, I'm not playing Clash of Clans. Show us your I am phone. playing Clash Royale. <gasps> oh, God damn it, Clash Royale. Oh, he's right. He's right. You're doing the King Cries. You're doing the three King Cries. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There is definitely not screen cap evidence of me. Of he me. just put a screen cap in a Facebook chat I am in with him. Of him with the fucking... Oh. I d I like that. How did you fall that hard back into that game? I yeah. Oh. I have space for it on my phone now. That's how. You know what? Can we just <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's not talk anything about anything else you've been playing, Ray, or should uh, uh should I launch into my brief hardware? You know, Actually, you know there's been what? a lot let's happening in hardware, so give me. Well, let's keep it. Yeah, we're, we're we're moving right along. Let's go for the Josh Tech minute. Yeah, give me that tech. All minute. right. So here, here's a couple big things that have been happening. The Intel Core X series chips have been out. Uh, people have been testing them and benchmarking them and, and looking at them. Well, I don't want to say they're out, but people have them. Reviewers have them. Um, and the reviews are very mixed right now. Like, Whoa. this is supposed to be Intel's new high-end desktop platform, and people are struggling with it to either A understand why they released it in the configuration that they have or b understand why they cheaped out on some stuff so let me explain go ahead um you know they released basically a range from what is essentially a i7 7700 in an x platform all the way up to right now the 10 core processor so they have a four core to a 10 core with varying level of pcie lanes if you have the low end you can't use half of the features on the motherboard you have to buy because the motherboard has to feature all these like eight different processors they have in the range. They claim it's for upgradability, which I can kind of understand, but also, you know, this is the high-end desktop platform. This is for people who are spending a lot of money because they're content creators, because they're enthusiasts, because they want to sp build a $3,000 machine. Um, they're also on the 10 core machine using just regular old thermal paste between the processor and the heat sink, the, the internal heat spreader. Um, whereas AMD, even on some of their Ryzen platforms, which isn't their like super enthusiast level, are using solder. The problem with that is on the 10 core units, it is giving it incredibly poor thermal performance. If you want to try and overclock your i9-7900X, which is a $1,000 processor, you have to have either an incredibly expensive, like we're talking two to $300 liquid cooling platform. Um, you can't just buy a standard like all-in-one liquid cooler. You have to buy a really special liquid cooler or you have to delit it. By <laughs> taking off the internal heat spreader, which can damage your $1,000 processor, to get that piece of shit and the bad thermal paste off there to put the cooling solution you have directly on the silicon. Now, the problem with that is Intel is kind of screwing over their highest end customers, the people who are the biggest advocates for them, um, 
by basically saying like, yeah, you're spending a thousand dollars plus on this processor. You're spending three hundred dollars on the motherboard. You're spending three hundred dollars on the cooling system. You're spending, you know, five to seven hundred dollars on a graphics card. But we can't spend, you know, a couple extra bucks on the processor to put good heat compound between the silicon and the heat spreaders. So kind of fuck you. So a lot of people I've seen have been struggling to overclock them. You know, people people like it because it's a good multitasker. But with AMD's Threadripper on the horizon, knowing the way that they build their processors, people are like, you know what? Actually, maybe wait. Because... You're going to be spending a lot of money for a platform that doesn't necessarily make sense and seems to be a really big knee-jerk reaction. So um, Intel might be kind of screwing the pooch with their high-end users. I mean, which, hmm. th- this was always bound to happen that Intel would just get so far ahead of the game that they start resting on their laurels and now it's AMD's turn to take a chunk out of the market. Yeah. And so you know, that's, AMD, that's cool competition breeds success in Yeah, absolutely. Ways. You know, I mean, you even look at you you look at the I think it, it Broadwelly or Haswelly, whatever the previous generation of like their high-end desktop processor HDPs, you know, the the 10 core processor costs like $1700 and now it costs 1000. So, I mean, you see them bringing the price down dramatically because of the competition from AMD. But I still don't think it's enough because they're they're cutting corners in certain ways that don't seem to make sense. It, you know, they, they probably should have just eliminated the, the low-end i7's uh, KB-like processors to just say, you know what, you, you have to hit a certain threshold to get into this platform. Because it allows us to do certain things instead of saying like, oh, we want to provide an upgrade path. It it just screws over the people who really want to be putting in that. So that's one thing that's been happening in hardware recently. The other thing has been the complete destruction of the mid-grade graphics card market right now. The last two months or so... It has been almost impossible to get any of the AMD 500 series cards, the 560, 570, 580, and to an extent the NVIDIA 1060 and 1070 platforms because of a rush in Ethereum mining. A new crypto, Mm. well, not new cryptocurrency, but a cryptocurrency that blew up in the last few months. Um... Especially the AMD cards because they have really good power to um, hash rates. The The power consumption is very low. The heat is relatively manageable. And you can get a lot of those for a good price. So um, the graphics card that I bought in the holidays of 2016, I got it with discounts for about $160 for a 1063 gigabyte card. That same card about two weeks ago was going for like almost $300. Ooh. Now. How much is it going for now? Uh, right now I saw one that was briefly available for 240 Ugh. That's mid-range? For a mid-range 1060, and that's the 3-gigabyte version, not the 6-gigabyte version. So, um, pretty much, if you're not buying a 1080 
or a 1080 Ti, which are the high range cards, or a 1050, which is the low range of the NVIDIA cards, you just, you can't find cards are constantly out of stock. You know, I saw a picture of a guy, you know, people on the, the mining who have these massive rigs where they'll have just 60 1060s or 1070s oh or Jesus. 580s just in a room in these racks with fans blowing on them because they're working on the mining. Now, we are possibly getting close to the end of that right now with the two two reasons. One, the Ethereum mining craze is kind of slowing down. The, the difficulty of the mining has gotten exponentially harder because you have all these people who have went from casually mining to very professional mining, people who went from Bitcoin mining over to Ethereum mining. So the difficulty rate has gotten exponentially higher. And also the fact that the, the value of the coin has dropped. Um, it peaked at around almost $400, and right now it's sitting at around 200 So the value has gone way, way, way down. Um but in a response, also some of the graphics card companies have started to try and release mining-specific versions of their graphics cards. They don't have any I/O ports on the back, um, so that you can't plug anything into them. They have slightly higher hash rates because they kind of work with the clocks a little That's bit. But wild, there's wild, man. Yeah. The so fuck? trying to make sure oh. that they have enough. Mu- <laughs> the biggest problem with this is that. This happened before with graphics cards and the Bitcoin mining craze where they started to flood the market with all these cards. The market crashed and then not only did they ramp up production so much and people started stop buying the cards that they had all this extra product that they couldn't sell. Miners would also use RMAs and other tactics to try and return cards that they had used only for a brief period of time saying they were defective or they didn't work or yada yada. So they had these just warehouses of used cards that they couldn't do anything with. So <laughs> if you've been trying to build a PC right now in the mid range, it's been really difficult because of just so many different factors and forces pulling from this way or the other. And, you know, Miners buying up every card they can, and the company's trying to get cards out on the market and keep them reasonably priced, but not get to a point where they have, you know, lots of stock on the shelves again that they can't sell through, especially with, you know, Vega coming out soon and the new architecture for AMD. So them trying to manage getting ready for that while still selling the right number of 500 series cards. It's It's been an interesting kind of interesting couple months to watch the hardware space right now. Well, good There's thing a I'm lot not trying of to build a great PC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really glad. What the I fuck is Ethereum? It, it's just if you another have to ask. You can't afford it. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Yeah. And, you, you also know, probably can't to, order pizza with it either. It's similar to Bitcoin. You know, it's it's a cryptocurrency. You know, they've got blockchains. They've got math that is basically everybody is trying to solve this problem to unlock the next Ethereum coin. You know, oh, and boy. so on and so forth. And the more they release, the harder it gets. The less I love they cryptocurrencies. The more, the more I, I actually respect really. bitcoins at this point, but no one takes it. So what's the point? Uh, see. Bitcoin actually, um, the value kind of came back up a little bit. It is no, it's really high. It's yeah, high it's right sitting now. at around twenty three hundred dollars per bitcoin. 
Yeah. Which is good. I mean, it, it got up, it went down, it's gone back up again. Um, but yeah, Ethereum is... It's it's a fad. It's a rush. We thought Bitcoin was a fad, but look at it. It's now just this yeah. thing that if you happen to have it... I, I just don't know that necessarily... I don't think that the ecosystem can necessarily fully support more than one main cryptocurrency. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, I think we're going to see this every couple of years where a new cryptocurrency comes out. There's a rush to it. The price increases. Graphics cards are hard to get. Everything crashes and everybody moves back to Bitcoin. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we can support more than one. Maybe Bitcoin is the kind of old standby and there's a new one that kind of trades places. But I think for the people who were smart enough to get in on it, they made a quick buck. There are some people who are probably buying up cards thinking, oh, I'm going to get in the mining now and are totally screwing themselves over because they didn't do the math right or don't understand the market. Um, but yeah, with the Threadripper, Ryzen, Intel X-Series, and Ethereum mining, hardware has been fucking nuts the last couple of months. Okay, so that's a Josh Tech minute. If you want to build yeah. a great PC, now is not the time to do it. No, I will. I will let you know when shit starts to return to normal. So just if you stay want tuned to, here. if you want to keep boil a bunch of video cards for maybe getting money and we're rich, then maybe is the good time to buy a card. Yeah, or a not. few months ago when I was telling you to buy the AMD cards with Doom, that was the time to buy. If you didn't buy, then you <laughs> fucked up. Also, you're not playing Doom. You really fucked up. Yeah, you you done. If you're over eighteen, yeah, get on that Doom train. Doom already. It's good. Trust him. Trust Speaking me. of stopping to listen to this and playing something great, um, I believe Mike might be back next week with the uh, <clears throat> everyone's favorite new age or not. Uh, um, yeah, I can I can have something ready. I'll figure something out. There's plenty more awful peripherals to uh, um, to uh, design here, so. Uh, Ray, do you have anything? You know, we've been kind of been kind of been going. No, nah, no, nah, that I, I think that would be it. Uh, well, we should probably call it at that. I think. I think that was a good episode. Yeah, thanks for uh, dealing with our little hiatus, people. But we are we back. back and we back. Yeah. And we're back. And I think Josh has to step out, so let's just close out. Alright, well hey, thanks for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. My name is Ray. And we'll catch you next time, folks. Peace out. It's the never-ending file, motherfuckers!